Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Breath today. If it's your first time and you're wondering what Morning Breath is, it's a daily devotion where one of our pastors and a co-host read a chapter from the Bible the night before, come in the next day, and read it on air with you guys, whether that's on YouTube, Spotify, or the radio. If you want more information about Morning Breath or anything East Coast, download our app. It's called the East Coast app, or go to our website at eccc.us. Now let's jump into the Word. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastors Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt. This is Jessica. What's up? How's hey, it going? What's up? Not much. I mean, it's going well. Not much. <laughs> it's Whoa. going well. What's up? Not much. That was my answer for that. Okay. How are you? I'm good. Good. Yeah, I've been in a great season here at the church building, Vieira campus. It's going. It's happening. Yep. Yes, all the things. You drive by the campus every time that you can. Oh, yeah. You were driving. He was driving home from somewhere. We had that Life360 app, and I was like, oh, surely he's close to home. And I'm like, nope. Detour to the campus. Yep. That was awesome. It's great to be able to just drive by and see the progress, and it's been fun cool. to see it happening. It's happening. Yes, it is Isn't happening. that amazing? Yeah. We've been portable in the Vieira location for nine and a half years. Two twelve twelve yeah. was when we planted, February yeah. 12, 2012, and now we're actually going to have a permanent facility, and it's super exciting, so yes. I'm excited. Very excited about that, and uh, what's what's going on? We got a fun question. We got our question. Happening. We have our question from Tony Black, my friend Tony Black. Um, her question for us is, what song would you pick for one another when you think of one another? I'll go first, because I always know the question ahead of time, so... I don't love music as much as Matt does. Matt loves music, and he pushes me out of my music box to new music boxes. And I would not listen to any new music if it wasn't for you and Pandora, I think. And yes, I still use Pandora. I don't use Spotify. And yes, I still use PayPal. I don't use Venmo. Because why? Why do all the things have to change? I don't why don't know. we just get in the thing and stay in the thing? Progress. I am not progressive, okay, at all. We're going to talk about that later. Okay, so my song would be our wedding dance song, which was At Last by Etta James. Because at last, my love has come along. Yes. My lonely days are over. And my life is like a song, I think. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, that was the song that we picked to dance with. Dance to at our wedding. Which was almost 18 years ago. mm Mm-hmm. BTW. I have no time to think about this. And I know. The, only, the first song that... Oh, you can use the, the other one I wrote down. that came to me was I Will Always Love You. I think Aww, that's by Whitney Houston. It is. Right? It is. Yeah. Sing it. Just kidding. And I... <laughs> <laughs> you do have that note. You can sing that note. I could. If you really... I could had, not. If you I had preparation. Yeah. You have one good note. Yeah, but not that. Not that that's note. That's like belting out. Man, she is yeah. such a good mm-hmm. singer. We've listened to that with our kids in the car a couple of times, and we both like sing it out, and they're just mm-hmm. like, what is happening? What was the other song we did by Casey and JoJo at our wedding? All My Life. Yeah. That's the other one I wrote down oh. because I had an answer mm-hmm. for you in case you didn't have an answer. Yeah, All My Life by Casey and JoJo. Chris Johnson. I pray for someone like you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Chris Johnson and John Walling sang that yeah, at our wedding. Our and wedding. we didn't even know John. No, we didn't. We, like, didn't know him at all. And he had such a beautiful voice. And then he ended up working at the church. And yeah. I miss you, John, if you're watching this. 
So, yeah, those are our two songs. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for the question. If anyone else has any questions, I know that it's been posted on social media. We'd love to answer your questions. I've run out. All the yeah. questions that I had, so I've run out. So next week, if you don't have questions for us, we, we won't don't have, have answers. answers for you. Yeah. Yeah. And right. they can be deeper questions. They don't have to be like favorite song, blah, 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 all that stuff. They don't have cover. to be deep, though. They could be really silly. They could be wide. Deep. <laughs> Like, what? Wide, shallow, They whatever. could be shallow, really shallow questions. Yeah. That would be the best. Like, what's the worst meal that you've ever had? Oh. Yeah, that would be a question. Mm. Oh, I know. That nasty Thai pizza I made. Remember, with the peanut? That's one of the That's the only bad meal, something. meal you've ever made. Oh, it's disgusting. It was like in the first few months we were married. Yeah. It was horrendous. It was awful. That's when I learned I don't like peanut butter, like, in my Thai food. That Mm-mm. whole pad Thai thing. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Let alone mm-hmm. on pizza. Mm-hmm. I love peanut butter. Yeah, you do. You eat peanut butter all the time. But not peanut butter spaghetti. I'm sorry. That's what pad thai is to me. It's peanut butter spaghetti. <laughs> so true. Uh, with lime. I like pad thai with, with it's lime made, juice right? on your peanut butter spicy I peanut butter spaghetti. Squeeze the lime on mine. That's weird to me. You do. I think it's there for decoration, and you're like, squeeze it. No, I, people do it. Okay. Anyway, let's get moving. Peanut butter spaghetti off the table. First Thessalonians, we are entering the New Testament. First I think we have, we have some, yes, we have people watching around and they're, I, I think they're enraged by my comment on peanut butter spaghetti. People so. are bringing us coffee right yeah. now. We need it. I we need, need it. it. Thank you, DJ Kuzmano. Thank and you, Nick. Nick. Yeah. Boom. I drink black coffee. Matt drinks blonde coffee. <laughs> that is the creaking mm. of the floors. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Coffee for the win. Let's do it. All right. First Thessalonians chapter two, I will read. Go. For you know, brothers and sisters, that our coming to you has not been ineffective, fruitless, or in vain. But after we had already suffered and been outrageously treated in Philippi, as you know, yet in the strength of our God, we summon the courage to proclaim boldly to you the good news of God regarding salvation amid great opposition. That is such a good verse. We summon the courage to proclaim boldly to you the good news of God regarding salvation amid great opposition. That's so good. That's only verse two. For our appeal does not come from delusion or impure motives, nor is it motivated by deceit. Our message is complete, accurate, and based on the truth. It does not change. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel that tells the good news of salvation through faith in Christ, so we speak not as if we were trying to please people to gain power and popularity, but to please God who examines our hearts expecting our best. For as you well know, we never came with words of flattery, nor with a pretext for greed. God is our witness. Nor did we seek glory and honor from people, neither from you nor from anyone else. Though, as apostles of Christ, we had the power to assert our authority. But we behaved gently when we were among you, like a devoted mother, tenderly caring for her own children. Having such deep affection for you, we were delighted to share with you not only God's good news, but also our own lives, because you had become so very dear to us. For you remember, believers, our labor and hardship. We work night and day, practicing our trade in order not to be a financial burden to any of you while we proclaim the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God. How unworldly and just and blameless was our behavior toward you who believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. For you know how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring each one of you just as a father does. 
in dealing with his own children guiding you, to live lives of honor, moral courage, and personal integrity worthy of the God who saves you and calls you into his own kingdom and glory. And we also thank God continually for this, that when you receive the word of God concerning salvation, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of mere men, but as it truly is the word of God, which is effectually at work in you who believe, exercising its inherent supernatural power in those of faith. For you, brothers and sisters, become imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea, because you too suffered the same kind of persecution from your own countrymen as they did from the Jews, who killed both the Lord Jesus and the prophets and harassed and drove us out. And they continue to be highly displeasing to God and to show themselves hostile to all people, forbidding us from speaking to the Gentiles, non-Jews, so that they may be saved. So as always, they fill up to the brim the measure of their sins allotted to them by God, but God's wrath has come upon them at last completely and forever." But since we were taken away from you believers for a little while in person, but not in heart, we endeavored with great longing to see you face to face. For we wanted to come to you. I, Paul, again and again wanted to come, but Satan hindered us. For who is the object of our hope or joy or our victor's wreath of triumphant celebration when we stand in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are indeed our glory and our joy. Amen. Amen. That's good. He's so like verbose. Yeah. And dramatic but in a good way well this is also the amplified translation it's true it's <laughs> it was way amplified. more verbose because i true. read it in the niv in like and now minutes. i'm reading in the uh <laughs> new king james here and it was definitely a lot different uh, that's funny all right so i'll share my soap because um i always do soap with these chapters and it's a great thing that you could do too if you want to that's how i read my bible to get a personal application out of it and soap scripture observation application prayer but i chose verse four and it says but just as we have been approved by god to be entrusted with the gospel that tells the good news of salvation through faith in christ so we speak not as if we were trying to please people to gain popularity and power but to please god who examines our hearts and expects our best so my observation verse, verse four God is the one who has given this mission and this platform to Paul, to them, to us. And it is out of obedience to and love for God that they are sharing. And they're not trying to please or impress their fellow man. In fact, they have been really um, uh, burdened and they have been opposed. They've had a lot of opposition from the enemy and from other people. It says in the very beginning, it says that they were, i got to turn my page back to this. It says, you know, brothers and sisters, and this is a letter that Paul has written to the people in Thessalonica, says, you know that our coming to you has not been fruitless. We've already suffered and been outrageously treated in Philippi. So it's not like this is fun for them necessarily. It's not like they have this big platform and this stage and this like celebrity culture. They actually are are very much opposed and been treated outrageously. Like who knows what that means exactly, but it's not been fun. And so he's emphasizing that we are sharing this out of obedience to God and our love for God and our love for you guys in this letter he's writing to them and um, not to impress anyone, not to gain popularity or to or gain power. And I think it just shows his motive and it shows how what our motive should be. Like our motive in doing this program is to please God and not to please man. And I don't remember where in the Bible it says, but it says, do everything as unto the Lord and not for man. And I love that verse. It's something that I taught my kids when they were really little was like, we do everything. You do, you do your schoolwork as to please the Lord, not mommy. You know, you do the laundry. I do the laundry to please the Lord, not 
because I'm trying to, you know, gain cred in my household or whatever it is. So my A, my application for this verse is to do everything as unto the Lord today, to do my best for him. And then my prayer was, Lord, you're worth it all. Every little task I do today, help me do it for you and do my best out of love for you. Please give me wisdom and focus and joy supplied from the Holy Spirit. That's good. You know, uh, look up, just just for fun, First uh, Corinthians um, 10.31 and see if that's it. But Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do in word and deed, do all to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my, giving uh, thanks to God the Father through him. So... That uh, verse is basically saying, 1031, what's that say? So then, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of our great God. Yeah. So it's all over the Bible. It says it in many different yeah. ways in many different places. So doing that for God, not not pleasing people, but pleasing the Lord. Yep. And, um, I think my focus on that is whatever I do, just go all out for God and expect good things You know, in that process. And you could do that with your job. You could do that with whatever. It doesn't really matter. Your family, you're not doing this. You're not working for your, your boss. You're working for the Lord. That's how that works, which means you're going to give it all. That's really good. Yeah. I like I that. I think it's good. It's a good filter for us to do everything. And I, I know it's silly when I say I'm doing the laundry for the Lord, but it really is true. When you're saying do everything as unto the Lord, it makes every task, whether big or small, important and yeah and it helps you helps you filter your life that's great so verse two says but after we had already suffered and been outrageously treated in philippi as you know yet in the strength of our god i reread this too and i read it because it was so good we summoned the courage to proclaim boldly to you the good news of god regarding salvation amid great opposition yeah and i feel like not to be dramatic but i feel like that was 2020 for people and for the church like we had to close our doors we had great opposition we not only had this worldwide pandemic that no one really knew what it was about but we had cultural pressure and we had different there was a lot of pressure to to not be looked at as unsafe yeah in the world yeah you know um we're irresponsible irresponsible yeah you know we were learning how to video broadcast our worship services and we would have to measure out like six foot gaps between mm-hmm. people so as which still don't look like six foot gaps so we'd have people saying you're not far enough apart or yeah. you're too close or you know yeah. whatever like judging every every step of the way you open and too though, soon and six feet is just this doesn't mean anything anyway really it's just the number that was picked and it could have been seven feet it could have been five feet it could have been 30 feet doesn't yeah. really matter but didn't want to appear as unsafe and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. irresponsible. It was amid, amid great opposition, though, we mm-hmm. moved on and we did what we needed to do uh, to get the message out and to not, yes, we closed the physical doors of the church, but we still broadcast and we still made a place for people to be able to engage and mm-hmm. we still did the generosity projects and reached into the community. And um, I think it's just you kind of feel like, their opposition was even more than what we went through. And you feel like they did it. Like it's encouraging to mm-hmm. see that through great opposition, they were treated <clears throat> outrageously in Philippi and yet they still kept going and they still kept their eyes on the prize. And the reason was again, obedience to the Lord and love for him. Yeah. But you got to be bold. And is that say, does it say like that in your verse to be bold? Uh, verse two. Yeah. To proclaim boldly to boldly, you the good boldly. news of God. I liked how it said as in this, uh, 
as you know, we were bold in our God to mm-hmm. speak to you the gospel in much conflict. On my podium, I uh, recently got a new podium, uh, and it's like, I like it. It's really not, it's nice and sleek. It's black. Mm-hmm. It's matte black. It's all that fun stuff. But on matte the bottom. Matte black, M-A-T-T-E. Yeah. Yeah. Not like he's making up a new color oh, black named uh, after him. It's, <laughs> my, it's matte black. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, and it says on the bottom of it, uh, speak the word with boldness. And it does. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Oh, I got that. I got that little sticker added. Oh, yeah, I got it added to the bottom. I like it. And, you know, uh, a friend of mine sent me a really nice little fun gift, a little compass and everything like that. But his verses for me were uh, be of good, good, uh, be strong and courageous. So bold and courageous and strength. It's what it takes. Mm-hmm. It's what it takes. Like you cannot go through life um, scared and and you know, timid, uh, you have to be bold, you have to be strong, you have to be courageous. If you're not, you're going to shrink back or shriek back yeah. from challenge. Yep. And life has challenges. Yes, life has trials and it had hard, has hard seasons. And actually, that's where faith grows. Uh, in First Peter, I think, chapter 4, it says, our faith becomes purified through trials, more precious than gold. So God uses it all. He is faithful to a thousand generations that includes us he is faithful to complete the good work that he started he is faithful to refine us through the trials and refining can be painful but it's so worth it like if god just didn't allow us to go through anything and he didn't use the things we went through it would just be like this dull like like single level single layer you know, not multifaceted life that we live. Like it's through the trials that he purifies our faith and that our faith actually grows. But I think we have to remember, we have to look back and remember what he's done in order to have faith for the future Mm -hmm. trials and the Mm -hmm. things that we've gone through. So I don't know. That's good. I love some of the other wording in, in this scripture. In verse nine, it talks about labor and toil, laboring night and day. Bold in conflict, not pleasing men, but pleasing God. I I just think that this is like a backbone chapter. Like get a backbone. Get you know what I'm saying? Backbone. Get yourself a backbone. Get up. Keep going. Quit your whining. <laughs> quit your crying. Yeah. Get up. Move it. Like don't don't wallow in self pity and defeat. That's not to say that God won't help you and comfort you. Of course he will. He's our great comforter. Mm-hmm. But don't stay there. Get off the bench. You know what? If you stop serving the Lord in 2020, it's time to enthusiastically begin to serve the Lord. Boldly proclaim. Laboring, toiling, day and night. Yeah. Not just day. Yeah. Not just night, but day and night. Yeah. Like get a mission from God. Get something that you you believe that God is calling you to and get after it. Yeah. So verse three, I mentioned progressive, how I am not progressive. And I want to talk for just a second about verse three. For our appeal does not come from delusion or impure motives, nor is it motivated by deceit. Our message is complete, accurate, and based on the truth. In this part, it does not change. This was written thousands of years ago. It does not change. It has not changed. There's this movement called progressive Christianity. And I put that in quotes because uh, there's nothing progressive about Christianity. It is the same. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's nothing that's changed about his message. There's nothing that's changed about this book. Um, It is inerrant. It is 
holy. It is it is alive and active and sharper than two edged any two edged sword, which means it cuts between. It cuts right to the truth of the heart of the matter, and nothing changes about it. So this progressive Christianity thing is like, surely God couldn't have couldn't mean that anymore. And literally, people are like taking things out of their Bible, taking pages out of their Bible, and saying that doesn't apply anymore. And it's just a lie from the enemy and it's distraction and it's deception and i'm just calling calling it what it is it's yeah. not good not good at all um he hasn't called us to be progressive he's called us to be aggressive yeah. like aggressively pursuing the things of god and unashamedly preaching the word of god mm-hmm. um but we don't have to be jerks we don't have to you know and that's where sometimes you know, you see people aggressive with the word of God, but they don't have the passion and love for people either. And they're just kind of mean and like they, they're they just... Grace you know, and truth. It's not really the word of God either. Yeah. The word of God has grace and truth. Yeah. It has love and um, truth you, as well. You get out of balance when you're taking a piece of it and creating a whole doctrine around it, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be this understanding of context and that actually from Genesis to Revelation, the whole Bible talks about Jesus. So you actually have to spend time in the word to know the word and understand the word without just saying, oh, he surely can't mean that anymore. You know, I obviously touches a button. Makes me mad. Okay, verse 13 says, and we also thank God continually for this, that when you received the word of God concerning salvation, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of mere men, that's exactly what I'm talking about, but that as it truly is the word of God, which is effectually at work in you who believe, exercising its inherent supernatural power in those of faith. And my Bible, I use a um, amplified translation and Joyce Meyer has a commentary in here. And she wrote here, according to First Thessalonians 2.13, God is at work in your life right this very minute, whether you know it or not. I encourage you to say every day, God is working in me right now. He is changing me. Let's say that. God, God is, is working, working in, in me right, right now. now. He, he is, is changing, changing me. me. Now you say it. God, God is, is working, working in, in me right now. now. Who is what? God How's is it going working again? in you right now. He, he is, is changing, changing me. me. Yes. Speak from your mouth what the word says. I like this. Not what you feel. Oh, how important is that? Speak. <laughs> Got you. Got him. Speak from your mouth what the word says, not what you feel. Yeah. That is so important. Mm. That is so important. Mm-hmm. Like every second of every day, but mm-hmm. especially when you're tired or hungry or angry or lonely. Or lonely. <laughs> Speak what the word says. What if not you're all of those at the same then time? Then just shut up. <laughs> Just don't speak. Hungry, at all. angry, lonely, tired. Halt. Yes. Halt. That's what that's. I know. Does. You know that. So, yes. Did you know that. Yes, I know I that. Knew you knew that. So important. So, verse fourteen says, "For you, brothers and sisters, become imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in Judea, because you too suffered the same kind of persecution from your own countrymen as they did from the Jews." And I am sad for them that they suffered persecution, but I'm also thankful to know and for you to know that you're not alone in your bad day or your bad season. And I think that's incredibly important. incredibly uh, highlights why community is so important. Because if you have stayed at home for the past 18 months and you've not engaged in community at all, then you don't know that other people are having bad days too. Yeah, that's true. You just think every day that your bad day is a bad day and you're all alone. And that's exactly where the enemy wants you in isolation because isolation breeds contempt. 
And it causes you to do and say all sorts of things. It doesn't cause you to say, uh, God is working in me and he's changing me right now because you have no one to encourage you to do that. Mm -hmm. And so it's super important that you don't forsake the gathering and the fellowship of believers. And if you can't come back to a physical place yet, get online. There's tons of community online. We have community in at least two services every weekend. Yeah. If you find yourself in a place where you've kind of stepped out of maybe the things you know that you're supposed to be doing and maybe social distancing turned into a lifestyle that you're you're just like, what am I doing with my life? And uh-huh. you want to get back involved. You know, what will get you back involved is the labor and the toil. It is the building of something. It is the belief and mission of, of God's given me this and I'm going to go get after it. Like a purpose. One of the best ways to find yourself getting out of depression or anxiety or whatever that might be, or loneliness or isolation is a new mission. And so I want to encourage you, as it says from here, like labor and toil, like Mm -hmm. get after it, boldly go after what God has called you to do. And you'll find it'll pull you out of a place of apathy or loneliness or isolation. And just, I mean, let's get after it today. And, And I just, I really do believe that some of us just need a little encouragement, a little like shake the, you know, shake the helmet before the football game, slap on a little side. Let's go. Come on, get off the bench, get out of the hospital bed, get off the couch. Let's go. Let's get after it. Let's build together. Thanks for listening to Morning Breath. We will see you next time. Bye. You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. Please enjoy a word from our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. 
Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.